Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. Most of them, in fact, West Virginia split off from Virginia because they were angry with slave owners because they said, how are we going to ever find work when you all have a built-in workforce you don't have to pay? That's why there's a West Virginia. used to be part of Virginia. Come on here, somebody. I know I'm teaching it here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so, so God had this plan in mind before the foundation of the world, and you and I are part of it. What a disservice it is to him to, to be resentful of this country and to be resentful of, of, of all that we are offered. You know, Joseph's brothers found him realizing they had personally sold him into slavery. That is not a white person in this country who's personally sold any one of us in anything. That's hundreds of years ago. But his brothers found him and they had done it to him. And you know what he said to them? You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Amen. That's why I say, I tell you what, I don't like how they got here, but I'm sure glad they got here. Because, man, I don't want to be anywhere else. Praise the name of the Lord. And I believe that God brought us here and put us here and has a plan and a purpose for us here. Amen. 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 Now, what is the purpose? What, what is it that we're here to do? If this nation is based on freedom and freedom is the essence of who we are, what has God put us here to do? Well, the first thing I believe that God has for Americans to do is to uphold the heritage that God gave us from the very start. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 28, do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. And I tell you what, we're busy, busy knocking them down left and right. You know, just, just think about, we, we talk about it, we older adults talk about how we were raised with manners. We were raised to treat adults with respect. That's all gone. I mean, that's just gone. I mean, nowadays... You know, I mean, respect who? And you know, that, that comes from those patrician days when people believed in manners. And it was handed down. I'm, I'm sure those of you in this room, uh, you remember, you bet, if you spoke to an adult, it better be yes, ma'am, yes, sir. It better not be yeah, nah. You, unless you prepare to get slapped across the room. I mean, can you imagine somebody talking to you and saying, yeah, nah, uh-huh, uh -huh. what? <laughs> Pow! <laughs> I'm not saying the power was the right thing to do, but, but, but we wouldn't even think of that. We wouldn't even think of talking to an adult like that. It was unthinkable. And nowadays, kids will curse you out and think nothing of it. Well, you know, you look, it's because we are rejecting day by day the Judeo-Christian heritage that God gave us. And I say Judeo-Christian, all it means is old covenant and new covenant principles and ethics and values. That's why I say Judeo, because of course the old covenant was written for the Jews and the new covenant is written for whosoever will. So we call it the Judeo-Christian values. That's what our country was founded on. That's what it was based on. And the whole idea, you all have heard me say this, matters is a way of showing love toward people that you have no personal relationship with. But you do the very least you can do, which is to show them respect. Amen? 
Amen. Well, the idea of respect. I mean, think about it. That's gone. Because look, our founding fathers believed that this nation was providential and that they, they believed that God had his hand on us as a nation. And therefore, they believed that we could not survive unless we had a moral and virtuous character among the people. I mean, they said that explicitly. They said freedom is only possible where people have morality and virtue. I mean, George Washington said don't even entertain the notion that you can have a, a, a prosperous America without religion and morality. John Adams said the same thing. Our Constitution was designed for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to any other. I mean, they understood that you can't have freedom if people don't have internal moral restraint. And what are we doing now? I was just out in Giles County not too long ago because the judge told him, you got to take those Ten Commandments down. Take them down. Take them down. And you know, take the Ten I, I'll tell you what, for all our sakes, I wish they put them up everywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just, look, I, I hate to admit it, but I just got beat this past week by somebody on the Internet. Somebody wrote me an email in the name of a friend who, who has been a blessing to me, a help to me, told me he was in trouble I immediately responded, sent him some money, found out the next day he did, it had nothing to do with him. Somebody had stolen his email address and sent me an email in his name. So, so beware when a friend, somebody you think you know, is probably not them. But you know, what does the Bible say? Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> what happened to that? Well, we don't, that's, that's mixing religion and and uh, state, we don't want to say that. And so what are they going to do, steal? <laughs> Amen. I mean, don't, don't, don't put up the Ten Commandments. I just, just you know, it seems like every day uh, some city down, I think, in Texas has told people you can't put the American flag up now on the graves of veterans. Don't put crosses up on the graves of veterans. Don't acknowledge God in public. Now, now look, look, at the, look at the discordant situation we have. Uh, just this past month in June, which is declared by our first black president as Gay Pride Month. Gay Pride Month. And he had celebrations for homosexuals in the White House. But the National Day of Prayer, he can't have in the White House. We, can't, we, don't, we don't want that. That would offend people. Right? We'll offend people if we have prayer in the White House, but we won't offend them if we have same-sex couples kissing under, the, under the, the portraits of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. That's okay. We're proud of that. This is a wonderful thing. Look, saints, God sets the standard, not us. And when we run away from our principles because people are afraid that they will, you know, well, I might offend somebody, so What? Look, Jesus offended folks all the time. When Jesus said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. The Bible says many of his disciples went away and didn't follow him anymore. I guess they went away saying, who does he think he is? We ain't going to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And you know what? I love that passage because Jesus never stands and said, don't leave. Let me explain. You know what he said? Bye. And then turned to his disciples and said, well, you two go away. They said, no, Lord, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. We may not understand, but we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay right here under that word. Amen. 
We're going to stay right here with the truth. Praise God. See, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Make you free. What did the founding fathers say? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are what? Life and what? Liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. And by the way, it says the pursuit, not the guarantee. Come on here, somebody. It didn't say that the government's got to make me happy. It said I get the right to pursue my own happiness. That's what freedom is all about. Amen. Amen. And I found out where happiness is. It's in Jesus. In fact, it's better than happiness in Jesus. There's joy in Jesus. Hallelujah. There's peace in Jesus. There's love in Jesus. There's deliverance in Jesus. Glory to God. He's the meaning of freedom. Hallelujah, because he said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Glory to God. Glory to God. We, we've got to, we got to fight for our heritage. We have a common heritage. Amen? A common heritage. Because look, all of those people who came early, they were almost all Christians. And guess who the first group was that they successfully evangelized? Our black ancestors. Man, they could, they, they, could, they could barely speak a lick of proper English, but they knew who Jesus was. Come on here, somebody. They found out who Jesus was, and it gave them hope in the midst of everything. Amen. I would recommend to anybody who's been lied about Uncle Tom, you ought to read Uncle Tom's Cabin. You ought to read that book, and you'll find out that the devil has lied about Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was a hero, and they denigrated. He was a Christian man who refused to hate. And he was beaten to death because he refused to, 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 to tell about two women slaves who escaped. And his master, Simon Legree, beat him to death. And he wouldn't tell. That man wasn't a, 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 a traitor. He was a hero. But, but they wanted him to hate Simon Legree. And he said, you can't get me to do it. He said, God is in my life and I'm not going to hate any man. In fact, you know, toward the very, at the, listen. Come to the very end of his life. Guess what his earnest hope was? That Simon Legree would ultimately get saved. Well, you know what? If that's Uncle Tom, I'm going to be one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see how the devil lies and twists things? We got to come back to our heritage. Amen. Come back to who we really are as Americans. We share a common heritage. One nation. What? Under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Glory to God. We're called to be this. Don't let anybody make you ashamed to be an American. Amen? That's why I wear that flag lapel pin. I don't have mine on this morning. But I'm proud to be an American. You know why? Because God made me an American. Glory to God. I can't say I made myself an American. I was born here. But the Lord had his hand in my ancestral background to bring me to this place. Oh, do I have a witness? Hallelujah. And the second thing is we got to fight for our freedom, saints. Yes. Amen. Well, you know what? Before, let me come back to that. Our faith. Because yes. our faith is under profound attack. Yes. Under profound attack. Yes. You know, chaplains are being told in the military right now, don't preach on homosexuality. Now, nobody's trying to preach on homosexuality to hurt people's feelings. But the Bible says, declare the whole counsel of God. The counsel of God says homosexuality is sin in the sight of God. Now, you don't want to pre preach about that. You don't want to preach about adultery. You don't want to preach about lying. You don't want to preach about stealing. I mean, in other words, go down the list. You give me your gospel. 
so that I can preach that rather than preaching what? You know, that's what communist China does. Communist China has something called the three-self church. And you can be a member of the three-self church if you will only preach the things they let you preach. And then they won't bother you. You can be a legal church. And see, we got the same kind of situation happening. You don't want to be bothered. You don't want, you, you want the government to sort of agree with you. Just go along. Go along with abortion. Go along with homosexuality. Go along with, you know, denigrating Israel and those, those Jews. Are, they're the problem in the Middle East. And God didn't give them. Go along with all that. And the government, this government at least, will just pat you on your back and say, oh, how wonderful you are. Saints, we got to fight for the, you know, the Bible says in Jude chapter 1 verse 3, we got to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And see, here's what they're saying. The Bible's all right, but, you know, there's some parts in it you got to ignore. Right. That, that you, some, you know, the Sermon on the Mount is good, but where it condemns homosexuality, don't pay any attention to that. That's not true. That's not right. That's just prejudice of the ancient people who wrote that book. Our faith is under severe attack. You even got churches that I'm on my way home from Boston yesterday and I'm, I'm reading this uh, airline magazine and there's a story in the airline magazine about uh, a choir. And, you know, I'm reading, but I'm looking at the picture of the choir members. I'm thinking, something's something not right about this. It just, just struck me. And so I started reading the article and come to find out it is a church choir of open homosexuals over 60. But they don't just sing gospel music because they want to broaden their, so they, 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 they sing We Will Rock You and, you know, they sing all kinds of popular music. Not just gospel songs. We don't want to limit ourselves. This is supposed to be out of the church. The church. Saints, we got to come back to the faith that was once delivered to us. Amen. Amen. Listen, you can, you can, did, did you all hear that the Supreme Court said that a man can lie and say that he won the Medal of Honor and that you cannot punish him for that? That's okay? Now think about this. It's okay to stand up and say, I won the Medal of Honor. You're lying through your teeth and you'll be protected. But if you stand up and say, I want to pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, stop that. Whoa, whoa, hold it, hold it. Hold it. That's a constitutional problem. Now that one is a lie, and Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you can tell a lie, but you can't tell the truth. Woe to those who call light darkness and darkness light, who put good for evil and evil for good and wickedness, and woe for those who are prudent in their own eyes and wise in their own sight. They've got their own religion that they're creating and calling it Christianity. Saints, we got to stand up and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation for the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I told you all, I went to one meeting and a man came up to me and said, will you pray? I said, I'd be happy to. He said, but don't mention Jesus. I looked and I said, what? He said, don't mention Jesus. You might offend somebody. I said, well, then you don't want me to pray. I said, because you're asking me to be more loyal to people who might be offended than I am to Jesus. Jesus saved me. They didn't. So if you ask me to pray, don't ask me not to pray in the name of Jesus. He went and found somebody else to do it. God stood up and said, in the name of Jesus. I said, come on here, Lord. <laughs> I said, praise God. See, he probably, he asked me because he knew what I was going to do. Then he went and asked somebody else, figuring they would know better. Glory to God. 
I'm glad, I'm glad some of us don't know any better, aren't you? Amen. Amen, saints. We've got to come back to the faith of Jesus Christ. This is who we are as a nation. Look, we believe that Buddhists can worship freely in this country, and we believe that Hindus and, and, and Muslims, because that's the nature of our country. That comes out of our Judeo-Christian ethic, because we don't believe in forcing people that they've got freedom of conscience. Now, what you and I will do is try to persuade them, right? And say, listen, listen, Mr. Hindu, that elephant is not a very good god. He's not going to help you. Amen. And listen, Mr. Buddhist, you can rub on Buddha's belly all you want, but it's not going to get you anywhere or get you anything. And listen, Mr. Muslim, Muhammad ain't no prophet. And Allah ain't no God. Amen. And you just have to get mad at it because let me tell you the truth. Now, we'll, we'll try to persuade them, but we will fight for their right to be wrong in this country. Amen. And then try to persuade them personally. Praise God. But look, the ones who are being pushed into a corner and persecuted and told to shut up and don't mention your faith is Christians. And this is the foundation of the nation. And, and you know what the Bible says? If the foundation is in Psalm 11, I think it's verse 7, but somewhere in there says, if the foundations be destroyed, I think it's 917. If the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? You know what God is saying? I'm not asking what politicians will do. I'm not asking what the Supreme Court's going to do. I'm asking what are my people going to do? Amen? Because he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, he said, and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and I'll heal the land. Saints, the healing of the land is in our hands. We need another great awakening in America. We need America to awaken to the God of the ages, the God who gave us this country. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody make you put your faith aside. Praise God. Hallelujah. They can talk about all that junk they want to talk about. We can talk about Jesus. Come on here. Do I have a witness? Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, that's what brings us down to fighting for our freedom. We got to fight for our freedom because our freedom is what gives us the ability to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and say they're coming against that freedom day by day. They're coming against it, trying to push us into the church and lock the door. You know, one of the things that was often done in wars in Europe was that they would crowd people into a church building and lock the door and burn the building down. And that's what they're trying to do, not literally burn the building down, but just lock us in and say, you keep that mess inside. We don't bring it out here. And we, freedom means, no, we can take it wherever we want to go. Amen? Freedom means we got a right to go where we want to go, say what we want to say, do what we want to do, as long as it's within the righteousness of God. Amen. And when God's law conflicts with man's law, I got a duty to obey God's law, not man's law. Amen. But we have a nation that's supposed to be based on God's law, not on some man's law. We're, we're a nation of laws and not of men, but those laws are supposed to be based on the Judeo-Christian values that God has given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Freedom, saints. Freedom. The right to stand up and boldly proclaim the truth without apology, without having to back up, without having to equivocate, and without having somebody threatening to arrest you because you did it. Do you know that in Canada and in parts of Europe, you can get arrested? If I stood up here and read from Romans 1, I could be fined in Canada and in some countries arrested for it. Don't you dare say that. 
You don't have a right to say that, but the Bible tells me I do. Hallelujah. And I got to stand up for it because, saints, for Christ I live and for Christ I die. Glory to God. Listen, this peace I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And you're not going to shut me down and shut me up when I know who paid the awesome union price for my sins. Come on, somebody. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. You mean to tell me you want me to sell him out? Because I make you uncomfortable, you just might as well get uncomfortable then. Get your shoes off and let me step on your toes a while because I'm not going to quit. Hallelujah. I am not going to stop. Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Hallelujah. He said, I'm compelled to preach it. Jeremiah said, I said I wasn't going to tell anybody, but it was like burning fire shut up in my bones. He said, I could not hold my peace. I've got to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Has he been good to you? And let me tell you something. He's been good to this country. Amen. Amen. I like that song. I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. And I can't forget the ones who died who gave that right to me. I'll gladly stand up next to you and defend us still today. Hallelujah. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. I don't worship America, but I love America. I worship the God who gave us America. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty. Of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died. That's right. Whether they were black or white or brown or red, our fathers died for what we have in this country. Hallelujah. It ought to be a uniting principle, not a dividing principle. Land where my fathers died. Land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom reign. Glory to God, our Father God, to the author of liberty. To the, you're, look, you're free because God made you free. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, there's only one slew foot that tries to put you in bondage. It's the devil. Yes. It's the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We need to get off this racial mess and realize it's a spiritual battle. It's not a racial division. It's a spiritual battle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're called to love one another. God made you, as King said, from a, uh, a treble white to a base black. I don't care what you look like, God made you, and you're beautiful in his sight. We ought to love one another. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And listen, let me tell you something. This is the nation that God created that would best allow men to be free because where the gospel is preached, men can be set free. Like nowhere else. Like no, to see, the thing that puts people in bondage is sin. Sin, pornography, promiscuity, drugs, alcohol, lies, deception, overwhelming, overreading, overpowering government, trying to control the lives of people. It's sin. God didn't tell Adam, I give you dominion over everything, including the people. He never said that. He never said that. God didn't make 
any human beings that have dominion over other human beings. We are our founding fathers, put the sovereignty of this nation in the hands of the people. We take that sovereignty which each of us possesses in and of ourselves and we lend it to the government to serve us. You all hearing me? To serve us. Come on somebody, pay attention to me. Every other nation, they talk about rulers. We don't talk about rulers in America. We don't have rulers. Our government is put in place to serve us, not to rule over us. Hallelujah. Glory, isn't it wonderful? Thank you, Jesus. Guess who wants to dominate you? Satan. Satan wants to dominate you. Amen. Jesus said, whoever commits sin becomes the slave of sin. He wants to dominate us in one way or another, either internally or externally. He wants to control people. That's why Castro, when he took over Cuba and Che Guevara, who people put on their shirts and parade around like they're proud of it. That's why they closed up churches, put preachers in prison, executed many of them because they knew that the gospel of Jesus Christ would give people a thirst for freedom and they'd never control them if they didn't stop those churches. That's why Mao Zedong turned churches into factories, put the preachers out and killed 65 million of his own people. And Lenin did the same thing. Get rid of those preachers. Get rid of those churches. Shut that mess down. We'll never control them as long as they believe in God. We're an atheist nation, they declared. We don't believe in God here because they know whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And when folk get to believing that God made them and created them and gave them freedom, you can't control them. You can't manipulate them. You can't stop them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because they have a strength down on the inside that you can't deal with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I encourage you, saints. No matter how bad it may look in this country right now, morally, fiscally, economically, you hold on. Because the Bible says, he that's begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't care how many of these race baiters get up and try to divide us by race. You hold on. You've got brothers and sisters in Christ of different races who love God. That means they love you. And God's going to bring us together and we're going to save this country. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't say, well, where's my justice? Have you not known have you not heard the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint? He's not weary. He's not tired. We're about to celebrate the 236th year of our nation's existence. But you know what? The Bible says the nation's eyes are dropping the bucket to him. That's a short time. God's not done yet. Amen. He's going to keep working with us until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. That's why I believe and I declare that the 21st century is going to be the greatest century in the history of this nation because the spirit of God's going to break loose and God's going to allow a great revival to break out in this country and people are going to come flocking to him as never before and we're going to rediscover our roots and reground ourselves in the truth that made us free in the first place. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up on your feet.